Welcome to the last in our short series of podcasts from 1 Peter. I'm Tim Carter, and I'm here again with Ian Rose and Yuri Shimizu. Psalm 34 begins with these words. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. So, with those words in our hearts, can I invite you to join me for worship in the words of the hymn, All Creatures of Our God and King.
In Psalm 34 and verses 4 to 8, we find these encouraging words. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Let's pray. Lord, your ways are not our ways. Your thoughts are not our thoughts. What to us seems like eternity is only a moment to you. In the face of eternity, help us to be humble. Yet the plain truth of the matter is that we're tired, Lord. Weary beyond thinking about it. Weary over praying through it. So weary. Worn of words, no glimpse of glory. Sometimes we're so weary, we just feel as if we've had enough. We've no idea the road ahead. We've not been this route before. No way is coming clear, just wilderness. Enough to lose ourselves. And the only path we easily find is the one of least resistance. And when we get there, and it's the only place we can get to, and we have nothing left but what we receive from you. Shelter us from the searing sun. Shield us from the scratching wind. Save us from the time of trial. Feed us this day the bread for tomorrow. Crumbs to sustain us. Morsels of grace. A few hours sleep. Drops of refreshment, just enough. Amen.
In our study of the first letter of Peter in the New Testament, we arrive today at chapter 5. And these words are from verse 5 through to verse 11. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favour to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. We wait, O God for justice in our world, like waiting for the birth of new life and the promise waiting to be unfolded. We wait, O oh God, for peace in our world, like the waiting for communion to be served and the bread to break open the doorway of life. We wait, O oh God, with the sorrowful in our world, like the waiting for dawn over the horizon after the darkest of nights. We wait, O oh God, with the hungry in our world, like that waiting for the rains to break across a famine plain. We wait, O oh God, for love in our world, like the waiting at the tomb before the stone rolls and the life is set free. We wait, O oh God, as you wait with us, always.
So tell me, two weeks after Freedom Day and the lifting of government coronavirus restrictions, how are you feeling? Elated? Relieved? Exhausted? Depressed? Anxious? I think I feel a bit numb, and I sense I'm not alone in this. The past 15 months have taken a toll on everyone's mental health, and the lifting of restrictions doesn't automatically mean that we start to feel normal again. Anything but, actually. We've talked about experiencing three waves of Covid. Coming our way, if we care to look up and see it, is the tidal wave of national debt heading in our direction, something we'll be struggling to pay off for decades in the future. And unseen but equally as potent is the delayed emotional reaction to everything we've been through. Writing for The Independent, Paul Farmer talks about the crashing waves of Covid calming down and revealing the vast shipwrecks of the nation's mental health lying beneath the surface. Given this situation, I think that the three things Peter tells us to do in verses 6, 7 and 8 of the last chapter of his letter are worth hearing. Firstly, he tells us to humble ourselves under God's mighty hand so that he will lift us up again in due course. As a nation, we we didn't respond to the pandemic by humbling ourselves before God. Because we have a scientific understanding of the pandemic, we responded in a scientific way. We've trusted in science and actually that's been quite a good thing because scientific expertise has given us the vaccines which are making a world of difference. But science alone cannot deal with the mental and emotional toll that this has placed on all of us. Even if we stayed well physically, we've been brought low in other ways. And it may well be that we feel we lack the resources to lift ourselves up again. And if that's where you're at, then can I invite you to heed Peter's call to humble yourself under God's mighty hand so that he will lift you up again, because he gives grace to the humble. It may be that over the past year or so, coronavirus has so dominated our mental space that it's almost squeezed God out. But humility means inviting God to take charge of our lives once again, to submit to him once more. So now is the time to open the door and let God back in and invite him to bring his order and his kingdom into our troubled minds and hearts. Peter also invites us to cast our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us. His shoulders are broad enough for him to be able to take our anxieties on board. And we have a lot of reasons to be anxious. There's still a risk of infection. For some of us, there's the fear of meeting people again, especially without masks. Many people struggle with financial anxieties. And we're shifting back from a way of thinking and behaving that had begun to feel normal. There is pressure on our relationships. And God says, let me take all of that for you. It's too big, too heavy for you. I'll carry it for you. Can you visualise your anxieties being an immensely heavy burden that you can't carry any further? Can you get a, a sense of relief at the thought you don't need to carry it? That God will carry it for you. Passing our anxieties onto God doesn't automatically make everything right but it does make a world of difference to our ability to cope. When we're stressed and anxious, the least thing can can feel completely overwhelming. So yes, casting our burdens onto Jesus can make a huge difference to our state of mind when we go to bed at night and when we wake up in the morning. Remember, he really does care for you. 
And lastly, we're told to be self-controlled and alert. Some people were scathing about the government guidance that came out a year or so ago to stay alert, control the virus and save lives. What did stay alert mean? But one year down the line, Peter tells us to keep a clear head and to be vigilant. There's no room for complacency, either in terms of learning to live with Covid or in terms of our own spiritual welfare. When was the last time you gave yourself a spiritual MOT? When was the last time you, you took your pulse spiritually? Are there aspects of your walk with God that have worn thin over the past year, need to be maintained and repaired? Peter pictures the devil prowling round like a roaring lion, looking to pick off the weaker and more vulnerable members of the church. So make sure you stay on your guard. Don't just drift away or, or let the fact that you've survived the pandemic lead you into a false sense of security. We're not out of the woods yet. Recovering from the pandemic will be as every bit as demanding as living through it. But God has the resources we need if we look to him. Peter gives us a promise for our time in verses 10 to 11. The God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you've suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. So to him be the power for ever and ever. Amen.
So can I share a final blessing with you based on the end of 1 Peter? Peace to you in Christ as you stand firm in the true grace of God. Amen.